The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Who the hell are you to tell the chop anything? Yeah! He is broken! And that's the bottom line. I've got the stop of profile like never before. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Welcome to Kind of Fun. I am Ben Kitzel, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. And today, because we are going to be covering the horror show, Extreme Rules WWE, this Sunday, we have the honor of bringing on a guest who is indeed horrific in every sense of the word. You've seen him on Ring of Honor. He is the evil baron of all that is chaos. Tyler Bateman is joining the show this week. Ahoy, ahoy. Thank you so much, Tyler. So, Katie, the first thing we have to talk about, first of all, Chris Jericho is the single greatest commentator in the history of commentators when it comes to AEW. I don't want to hear any other opinions. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's constantly yelling. Just yelling. He yells everything. And then he doesn't know what he's about to say, so then he just he just goes with it anyway. I mean, but isn't that the, that is the technique of being a great performer is you just scream and then you hope after scream, after said scream, it made sense. The Kinnison technique. The Kinnison, the Sam Kinnison technique. Yeah, very loud. I, I pretend I, I shit on it, but I absolutely lo- I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing yesterday. I just laugh. Chris Jericho was the guest commentator on AEW's Dynamite Fight for the Fallen this week. Uh, he was commentating over the match of John Moxley versus Brian Cage. This match was supposed to happen the previous week. It was not able to happen because of this pesky little coronavirus that I'm sure people have heard about. It continues to hang around like the drug dealer that you would love if you if, the, the drug dealer that you want to leave your house so badly. But you always have to have that complimentary joint with them because they're just that lonely. Moxley coming back after the COVID scare, going against Brian Cage, Jericho commentating. That match was what I hoped it would be. I thought they both did a great job. And Brian Cage, that muscular piece of beef, he's growing on me because his in-ring talent is super solid. He's That match was, it was fun. Where do you stand on all of this, Bateman? Have you watched it? I did. Do you watch wrestling? Well, I don't watch a lot of comedy, so I would, I would understand if you didn't. So it's I, I pick and choose, but yeah, uh, I watched it. I, the uh, Me and the people I was watching it with, we were having uh, Royce Isaacs, Eric, Eric Watts, Darwin Finch, name dropping. Yes, absolutely. Check out Royce Isaacs. He's a friend of ours as well. We're going to be having some drinks with him later, although I don't think he drinks, so Tyler and I will be drinking for three. <laughs> Four. Uh, the, the finish... With the uh, towel, a lot of us were like, "What? Wait, what?" Right. Like we we like chose that. It's interesting, and like there was a big discussion with like the four of us. Like, well, can you beat Brian this early on? Because right, like he's supposed to be this meat wall that will strangle you. Yep. It protects Brian because Brian didn't quit. Yep. Uh, even though belly down, armbar, very bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's okay now. Are they just going to move forward from that? Like, I enjoyed the match, but, like, the finish is 
mostly what hung. So what Tyler is talking about with the towel, Taz, the Tasmanian devil, the human suplex machine, uh, FTR champion, the man who destroys everyone in his path and has for years, specifically in ECW, some of the baddest boys around. ECW, ECW, ECW. By, by law, you have to chant that. Uh, Taz threw in the towel, again, as Tyler referenced, when uh, Brian was in a armbar, obviously was about to submit, very technical move. Mox had him in a series of different armbars. Mox was working the arm the entire time. Taz throws in the towel, uh, as alluded to, to save face for Brian Cage. Katie, I thought that that was the best way to handle this, because I agree with Tyler. Brian can't lose this early on, especially after being sold as such right. almost a almost a um when Kane debuted it was just the idea of him losing was like nah I don't think that's gonna happen and Cage was a similar sort of debut when it comes to the abilities in ring abilities and the unability or inability to de- to defeat him so I thought this was kind of a happy compromise to make sure that Mox kept the title uh and also to make sure that Cage saved a little bit of face with Taz his manager throwing in the orange towel no, I thought it was super fun. Mm. I thought it, I like I thoroughly enjoyed this match from top to bottom, um, and I was it was I was excited to see uh, Cage. Uh, not that I haven't seen him on TV, but there was just something like, oh, this is a big match for him. Yes, yeah, uh, and he's killing it, and and it it's it's good storytelling. Like it all checks out. It all seems to make sense. Um, so I I was I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought it was super fun. Super fun. Great. As someone who was introduced to Brian Cage by AEW, I am not super aware of a lot of the matches he's had in his past. So I was surprised with some of the athleticism that we saw out of Cage. A man that size, and Tyler, you're the only man here that works out. Katie is the second one, uh, and I am a distant third when it comes to that. Um, not to call you a man, Katie, Fine, but somebody who it. works out, that is you. I'll take it. <laughs> Is it surprising that he's able to move with such a Herculean body type, large shoulders, just big across the board? Is that what makes him so unique? Uh, I definitely think that's something that's definitely something that helps him stand out because he looks like an action figure. Yes. uh, Like blown up to like cartoonish proportions. Cartoonishly huge. Like a cartoonish action figure to like pull that along. But he's still a... He's he's a, also a fantastic athlete too. Right, he like he can do standing moonsaults and like drop kicks where like to very tall men in the face. Yeah, like and he, the way he moves just so fluidly and like he shouldn't. I think that does have a lot of appeal because it's like you're looking at something meta. Right, Katie. What do you, I mean? The interesting thing is with me, a person of his size, even if he went over to like WD, uh, WWE for example. I feel like there would be some promotions who are like, yeah, bro, awesome. You can do a standing moonsault. You can use the ropes. You can, uh, I mean, rather go up to the top rope. You can do all these things. But you know what? For the sake of the gimmick, let's not. I, I'm happy that AEW is sort of exposing or allowing him to uh, explore and exploit some of his more athletic moves because that's not necessarily a given with a dude that size. No, we're seeing him as an athlete. We're seeing him as a performer, which I think... It's real easy to write him off as just a, a meat castle. Yes. Like, just, he's a big dude. He can do the power moves. Let's leave it at that. And then he'll come in and he'll run roughshod over everybody and and do that whole bit. Whereas, at least, he's getting matches. He, yes. He's getting, he's getting uh, time to show off that he can do these. He has a skill set. He has been working the indies for uh, forever. Like, he's, he's, not, right. he's not a rookie in this game. And I thought John Moxley, I didn't realize how much I missed him wrestling. I feel like I haven't seen him in, like, months. Um, and I know that's not true because I remember him getting the belt. But it was so refreshing to see him as well come across as fully healthy. It was a 100% match on both on both sides. And I thought yeah. that was really refreshing, that Mox, that Mox allowed that match to be what it was i mean we had we had suplexes on chairs for some reason the referee just like there were no count outs or disqualifications Fuck even it. though it was just a normal match just a which hard I love. shrug just like this is what oh 
That's my favorite thing where the referee just totally forgets, you know, air quotes, forgets how to ref a match. And he's like, I don't know what to do. You guys are outside of the ring. (laughs) I didn't see a thing. I (laughs) I can't see the chair shots. I have been trying to count. guys. He is just like every the ref in this was just like every exhausted father or mother of three who at some point you were like, oh, yeah. You want to do that? Then why don't you? Why don't you fall off the roof then? And we'll see how happy you are. Did you learn something? We'll see how you like it. Exactly. Your parents are just like willing to sacrifice a (laughs) medical bill just for the lesson. You're like, I don't hope you break your ankle. I know you will. So continue to play along because I am done yelling. Son, why don't you put the fork in the light socket? Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's just do it. Let's short out the whole damn house, kid. You want to do that? Let's do that then. And stop touching my thermostat. I'm taking parenting lessons from wrestling. Good. (laughs) You're not doing the wrong thing. Of course, Katie, uh, with child. Katie, I did see that you posted something on Instagram saying people need to know how to talk to pregnant women. And so maybe you could tell how do we do that? Because did I make a mistake? No, you didn't. Although I have some friends oh, that are a little, a little, a little loose around the, the the compliments, if you will. All I'm saying is, oh. just be super complimentary. Just be nicer than you would to a normal person. Just be like ten times nicer, and be like, you know what? I'm gonna say that instead of like instead of asking, hey, did you get fat yet? Say, how are you feeling? <laughs> but to be to be fair, when you're in when you're in the circle of friends, did you get fat yet? Is about as nice as they can say. They're not the assuming worst. that you did, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Hey, did you get fat yet? No, motherfucker. I'm carrying a twenty pound child. You got a full turkey in there. You you got a Thanksgiving feast right inside of your tummy. I understand. You look amazing, by the way, and I, and that Thank friend you. is wrong because you did not get fat yet, although I am still waiting for the day that you do. I did do a 5K on uh, <laughs> at some point. Whatever day it is, I did it two days ago. <laughs> Jeez. I have not. The last time I did a 5K, I drank bad, bad vitamin water and had a case of the Ben Kissel runs. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and when I, when I say runs, I don't mean the physical action of moving your legs uh, one in front of the other. I mean, as one might expect at a 5K. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty brutal. Um, all right, well, let's talk about this WWE Extreme Rules card. First of all, I want to give the WWE a bit of credit. It looks as if they're actually taking the term extreme rules slightly more literally than they have in the past because, strangely enough, many of these extreme rules pay-per-views have been extreme rules in the sense that there are more rules than not. I don't understand if that was the whole point where they're like, extreme rules, if you touch the ropes, you're disqualified. Like, they would make it so much stricter for some reason. It seems like they sort of took that and ran with it a little bit more artistically this time around, and again, maybe this is the silver lining of the COVID pandemic is that wrestling has tried to figure out different ways to entertain. Yeah. And so one of those ways to entertain in a non-traditional match is Braun Strowman, who of course is the universal champion, going against Bray Wyatt, not in the squared circle, but rather in a Wyatt swamp fight. I personally am quite excited for this match. I'm a Bray Wyatt fan. I know he's a little bit controversial to some, but I think he is creatively moving the WWE in a more um, adventurous direction. Mm-hmm. And whether it hits or misses, it like for example, I thought that his John Cena thing was a bit more of a miss, but I also understood what he was going for. Um, I wanted more wrestling. That was my only complaint is I just wanted more wrestling, but I also got what he was doing. From the creative side of things, we we understand a miss. Like, we understand what it's like to go up on stage and bomb, so we're oh, yeah. a little more forgiving. <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, maybe the general audience is like, what the fuck was that shit? Well, they're fine. They just, they're, they're just eating their pizza, drinking their sodas and their beer. They're having, no one can complain that much about pro wrestling. That's my overall, like, you can't complain that much because it's like, well, it is still pro wrestling. I am consistently shocked at the at the commitment of some people who complain about wrestling. They watch it every week. Those are the diehards. <laughs> so Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Wyatt Swamp Match. What the hell, like, uh, Tyler, obviously from 
you know, being someone who has been inside the ring, been in creative. And I want to talk about the eye for an eye match very soon here as well, because I have no clue how they're going to pull that off. What do you think we're going to see from a swamp fight? Is this going to be cinematically shot similar to AJ versus Taker graveyard match? I would like 1000% think so. And I'm also going to be uh, real disappointed if Steve Kern doesn't pop up as Skinner for like a cameo. Ooh, interesting. Just even if like Braun shows up to the swamp, he's like, where's Bray? And then he's like, he's that way and then he points with the alligator claw that he used to have around his throat and then yeah. spits into the dip and then you never see him again. He but doesn't need to be there to. again. Yeah, because he was like the uh, uh, like the gatekeeper to, that way, son. Well, that's a good that's a good point in the sense, will there be much like we saw with the money in the bank, a lot of different cameos. Do you think we're going to start seeing, you know, will the will does does uh, you know someone like an Eric Rowan does he come back in a swamp like because this is the Wyatt family? Perhaps we start seeing more from the Wyatt family. I don't know what Bray has up his sleeve here. But it could be a it could be a cameo fest. I, I kind of hope it is in some ways. If maybe Daniel Bryan shows up in his sleeveless uh, trash man's <laughs> outfit that he had in the one week that he was in the in the Wyatt family. For I no would reason. actually I would love that Daniel Bryan. Katie, what do you That's think? That's a deep cut too. That's a deep reference because that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was like right? a week. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it, the the whole program was long, but like his. I've joined the Wyatts was like one show. <laughs> yeah. A solid three yeah. hours of being part of it. And then he's like, they chew tobacco. They're gross. I'm a mighty mouse. <laughs> I can't do all this. I love anything that's not inside the performance center. I'm I'm on board with this. Also, I don't know if anyone's ever been in a swamp, but like shooting in a swamp is not easy. <laughs> you have like waiters and shit. Are they really doing a swamp? I don't know. I I haven't Katie, asked. Katie, how my... many times have you shot in a swamp? Oh. Like, I spent a whole, like, two months shooting in a swamp. What is this? How come every single time, every episode, I'm like, Katie's like, oh, yeah, I worked on Big Gapers season eight. It was incredible. Uh, Yeah, we shot the entire thing in the hospital bed. What is, what what are you talking about? Why were you in a swamp? I did did a terrible short-lived show that was on Animal Planet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. One of those, like, What was it called? Uh... It was called Lone Star something. Lone Star Legend. Lone Star. It was one. It was one season. Uh, it was absolutely. What did he do terrible. in the swamp? Well, he would just hang out. Was it a cryptid? He was thing? like a wild animal rescuer, but like also, I have I could easily talk so much shit about this guy. <laughs> it was a, I quit the show. I ended up quitting. Um, but in this particular case, I was shooting. This is one shoot. I did one shoot. This is, I, I could go on forever. We're opening up. We're going down a whole other... Hey, road. crack it open. We're talking swamp matches here. What the hell is a swamp like? It sucks. You're in waders, and it's fucking hot, <laughs> and it's disgusting, and there's animals that you can't see everywhere around you, and it's muddy, and you're just slopping through it. So, like, I don't know. I wonder if they're actually going to be... Because Florida does have some, like, obviously has legit swamps in the Orlando area. Um or like lakes anyway that you could call swamps. Yeah. Near the performance center. Sure. So I'd imagine if that's what they're gonna do, they're gonna shoot there's like a lake, there's like a training lake for um like water sports training lake that's near uh-huh. the performance center that I would imagine that's probably where they'd shoot this. Um so yeah, I think I don't know. I feel bad for anyone if they did shoot it in a swamp, I feel bad for the camera operators and anyone who has to light it. Mm-hmm. Uh but if it's on like the ranch then it's like an easier shoot for them. So who do you think is going to end up taking this match? Uh, the fact that it's a non-title match, I think is kind of unique. Usually when a universal champion wrestles, it's for the universal championship. This makes me believe that Bray Wyatt is going to win this match and they just don't want to take the strap off of off of Braun. Although, as I've said before, I wish that they would use Braun a little bit differently. I think the strange thing about the universal championship I, I don't know. I feel like it's getting it, it's it gets a little bit lost in the in the WWE shuffle of championships. Um, it was literally lost when Brock had it for multiple months out of the year because he just did not have to contractually wrestle. But do you think Bray is just going to end up winning this match? And if so, what does it really do for him? You know, if he doesn't, he's not going to get the strap. I mean, the one issue, the one concern I would have if I'm Bray Wyatt is um, when all of this is said and done, 
can I still just go in and have a traditional wrestling match? Because everything now has been so heavily gimmicked, and I, I understand you got to do it, but do you think this kind of could lead Bray into an area where every single match has to be something that is extremely cinematic, extremely unique, and if he does just go back to more of a traditional wrestling, traditional wrestling match, I wonder if people are going to be disappointed. I wonder if he's going to become a victim of his own creativity. Like a victim of his own success in a way? Like he had created this unique character and now he's he can't here. just he and can't just be a wrestler anymore. The... Yeah, no, I think that's a I think that's a valid concern. I would absolutely I would absolutely be disappointed to see Bray walk down the ramp with no weird mask or pop up out of nowhere or no fun house. Right. And then just do like a throwaway match, just like a to like a jobber match, basically. And I'd be like, what the I would be absolutely disappointed. And I would absolutely consider him a, like consider at that moment a waste, a waste of his talents. But he's definitely getting to the point where he is a draw for these pay-per-views. Yes, he like, is. This is a match like I want to see what they're going to do. I have this is the only match on the card to me right now that I'm really like, hmm, that could be interesting. Right, uh, right. The eye for an eye match doesn't get me there. <laughs> well, I want to talk to both of you about how the hell they're going to pull that off in a second because I, I am just, it reminds, like, I thought it was going to be difficult for, uh, for Randy Orton and Edge to pull off the greatest wrestling match ever. And, and, and you know, to some degree, they, they did for what they were going for. They did a wonderful job. But that's a whole nother thing. But when it comes to Bray... At some point, do you do you get a concern, Tyler? As a professional wrestler, maybe you can maybe you can comment on this. At some point, does the does the tank run dry? You know, he's done it. He's done the funhouse. He's done the weird ass John Cena. This is your life uh, throughout the history of pro wrestling. He's doing the swamp match. He's done so much. At some, he's done the red light Hell in a Cell angle. At some point, do you run the risk of sort of playing the character out? Like where do you go next? Where do you go next with 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 the fiend who I love? And this, of course, is not going to be the fiend. This is going to be Bray Wyatt proper, uh, I, I assume. But perhaps it is the fiend. I don't know. So I, I missed an episode or two. Did he refer back? Revert back to old swampy Bray Wyatt, like he does, Max Katie Bray Wyatt. Now, and I, Katie, I, know, I know he's been doing the funhouse thing, but I mean on the build to this match. Well, Katie, I think it's safe to say that he is basically interchangeable at this point, right? He's almost like Matt Hardy in that sense. Yeah, I I feel like that's I'm confident saying that. Yeah, so okay. it, he's sort of like playing. Oh, Matt Hardy, Mick Foley. When Mick Foley was just at some point, like dude, love cactus, faces. mankind, and then Mick, like he had four characters working at one. Whatever point. fits the card. Whatever yeah. fits the card. Okay. So he so that is so that is um that's kind of set that he's just going to be Bray Wyatt. That character still lives. I w- I would assume. Uh, I was I wasn't sure. That's why, and I didn't want to assume. Um. I think you can burn it. You can burn any character out if it's like long enough. But I feel that they keep between him and their team. They keep finding interesting ways because for the longest time, the traditional Bray Wyatt character itself, the the Max Cady version, um, eventually, you know, you kind of got tired of seeing that, and then that went away. And then there's Firefly Funhouse, right? Bray Wyatt, which is also the Fiend, which is another layer. But I, I think if they keep pushing that and to what you were saying earlier about all the cinematic matches, do I want that all the time? No. But if there's a character that they currently have that you could do that with every time. Right. Absolutely. Like he is definitely the one. He's mm-hmm. like the, uh, the their uh, horror card, so to, pl- yeah. so to speak. Yeah. But, uh, but I think you could eventually burn that out. Uh, you're going to have to figure out a way to either um, start almost subverting some of the expectations with what you expect with that, which, like you were saying, this is a non-title match. So I also wonder, does Bray win because it's a non-title match and it's a swamp fight, and then you kind of pacify all the people who are like, well, he never never should have lost to Goldberg, and then... Yeah, so that's true. It's like, then he didn't have the match with Braun, and Braun, like, kind of, kind of took care of him and then there's this so if he wins this then he's kind of made whole in the end he doesn't have the title but he got he got his win back right or do you subvert that expectation and have Braun beat him anyway because everyone's going to be like it's a non-title match or so many would sure right yeah ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And you know, the, the thing with him about Bray, he reminds me of Roddy, Roddy Piper in this sense, Katie. In the sense that he does not need a championship to be over. No. Like, Roddy yeah. only got one IC title. That was, like, his whole career. And this man is arguably as big as Hulk Hogan in pro wrestling, not in the in the overall uh, the sphere of entertainment. Not, not in the merchandise. Well, his merchandise <laughs> wasn't so bad, and now it still sells. But, but with Bray, I guess he doesn't... Does he need to win? I don't think he needs to win. So I, I don't think it's necessary either, but it's like that whole... It, it depends on how like deep you want to get into it, but like... Do I feel that it like necessary for him to move on and be fine? No, like with that character, you, you can easily start something else up. I feel feel very yeah. quickly afterwards. Right, right. He's fun to watch. Yeah, like very in. Uh, where, in Katie, where would you like to see Bray go then? So let's just say, let's say the fiend. If if Bray loses this swamp, this is home court. This is home field. He needs yeah. to win this match. If he loses. Do you think there's going to be a shakeup in uh, in Bray's whole world that he has created? I mean, look, if he loses, I feel like it can only help story, right? Because I feel like a winner story has a simple trajectory. Like you know where a winner's going, right? When a when when you have a loser story, uh, if you follow it, you can have so much more fun with That's it. A good point. Uh, with like a you know an, an inner monologue or in a battle and like a self defeat and 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 failure and, and there's so much more to overcome, and so I feel like look if he loses and he's the fucking fiend and he's fucking Bray Wyatt on his home court he could they could use this to help with story, uh and and try to keep hit with uh, try to keep that character building right. as opposed to if he wins. You kind of know where he goes. He's a champion, and then he has to defend his championship. Well, then- he, but he wouldn't be the champion here because this is the oh, non-title right. There's not match. A belt. That's right. So he just yeah. wins. You know what? I think that's a that's a great way to put it, uh, Katie. Losing is almost more fun. Being a wrestler who never yeah. wins, you do have more freedom. Like once you get the strap, it is what it is. You're the champ. You can only and everyone's coming for you. Everyone's coming for you. You know the angle. You know the gimmick. And quite frankly. I think Vince tightens the screws a little bit when it comes to what you can say, how you can say it, how you can walk, how you can talk, what moves you can do. I think then you're the face of the company and then there's certain amount of there's a certain amount of um expectation for you that isn't necessarily there for someone yeah. who doesn't have to win all the time. Someone like a Mick Foley or, or someone like um you know a Darby Allen, somebody who can just sort of explore the world of pro wrestling without and, and athleticism without having to be the face of the company. So if you're Bray, I think you're right. It's almost better for him artistically and creatively to just lose, go back to the swamp, lick his wounds, and come back as another reborn version. Yeah. Let's see what else you got in the what else you got up your sleeve, Bray. How you gonna get out of this one, you loser? How you gonna get out of it? And that that man. And when I say does the tank one run dry at any point, I'm not saying that I expect it to. I'm just wondering what else he can do because he has been coming up with gold characters for a yeah. long time, yeah. which is not freaking easy to do. When the Firefly family, uh, when that house started. People were like, this is like, this is like trash. And then with slowly throughout the month that he sort of unveiled it, everyone's like, ah, I'm scared shitless now. I love this. Yeah. Oh, his smile doesn't reach his eyes. That's not good. Exactly. His sister Abigail, fucking weird. So weird. (laughs) I'm here for it. The whole thing. I'm here for it too. So we will see what happens with Bray and Braun. I love them both. And now I want to see Braun win because 
I think Katie, I think you made the, it reminds me of like an anthill, like the top of the, the top of the anthill always gets destroyed, but the beauty of the anthill is in below and you get to see like all of these cool ass little chambers and shit. And I think that Bray, yeah, Bray doesn't need to win. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. and Let's actually, see what happens. I'm fine if they have Braun win this because I think Braun is sort of again been a little bit underutilized. You know, the meat castle himself. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. I think we've had a consensus. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about this. Obviously, we also have some other matches. We got Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. This stipulation has not been determined yet. I personally have been very happy with Drew McIntyre. I'm so uh, on board with him now. Mm. I didn't quite realize his story until the documentaries came out on WWE Network, uh, how he was supposed to be the face. Three years, he was fired for three years, came back. I think Drew's doing a great job. I think his mic skills have increased. And I think Dolph has done a good job of being a pesky, annoying piece of shit. I think it comes naturally to him. I was just going to say, I don't think that apple falls far from the creator tree. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've seen him do stand up a couple times. Yeah, it's like when Kevin Spacey played a perverted, uh, disgruntled, uh, horrible human being as president. Uh, it's like, wow, I wonder how he got the acting chops for that. How do you relate to this character? <laughs> and some other performers, some recently playing pedophiles who we found out maybe did a little womp bit too womp. much research, but we don't go down that road here. Um, so <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus Dolph. I mean, Drew retains, right? If Drew doesn't retain, I will actually be upset with Vince, and I might I might write oh, yeah, a Drew strong email. <laughs> I call this is going to be a four-minute match at best. Regardless of how long it goes, it'll be really good because both guys are good. Yes, they are. Like Even if it's the... Bell rings, one, two, three, boot. But yeah, I can't imagine them switching off Drew right now. I don't fully understand Dolph. Dolph is is someone who I do find to be immensely talented in ring. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, there's a reason he's been with WWE for so long. Like, he is a consistent player. Is he the most consistent um, mid-card wrestler in wrestling today? I think that's out of all the wrestlers. I mean, because obviously he could if he went to an impact, he probably would would get a strap, uh, maybe even Ring of Honor. But he's I think he might be the most consistent mid Carter in wrestling today. I mean, I think that's a I I'm I'm racking my brain. And I don't rack my brain well under pressure, but I feel (laughs) like I'm I'm confident agreeing with you on this. Yeah, that's that'd be a real hard. I mean, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Like, like I would need to hear a strong argument otherwise. He's just a consummate, if I'm like doing my Madden rating or my WWE video game rating, he's a constant 82. Is that safe to say or is that is that overall too low? That's fair. Then that, no, uh, maybe uh, a touch too low because he's so consistently... Right. So consistently good, which is the whole basis of the so argument. So we'll, we'll give him a solid B. We'll give him an 86. All right. Well, there we go. That is a that's a that's a solid B. That's, that's a, a solid B, and again, that's why he's consistently. And he look, he's always done the job. It seems like I can't remember a time where he and he's had his he's had his time in the sun. He's held the belt. He's he's had his moments. Uh, and yeah, no, I think that's a. I think I think yeah, he's a solid mid card guy. Yeah, and do you feel like Tyler in the wrestling world? Does he have a lot of respect? Uh, I should think so. I think a lot of guys. A lot of, I would imagine other wrestlers watch him and see, like, appreciate all the smaller things that he does and whatnot. Right, right, right. And not not injuring somebody um, is always key. Yeah. (laughs) Big fan of that. As a matter of fact, that brings me to my always point that Goldberg is not worthy of the Hall of Fame. Tyler, you're a pro wrestler. A wrestler you find out injures everybody under the sun. Does that person belong? In the Hall of Fame, the man who damn near paralyzed Undertaker, Mark Calloway, the man who injured and ended Bret Hart's career. This person's a legend killer for all the wrong reasons because he does it in real life. Goldberg, Hall of Fame or not, coming from a professional wrestler, Tyler Bateman. Depending on the criteria we're using, but he did kick the career out of Bret. Um, Like, yeah, but he's real popular and people love him. Overall, I don't think the... Would you wrestle Bill Goldberg right now and think that you're going to get out of that match safe? 
Oh no, but I would get out of it a lot richer. So that's well, that's uh, true. That's, that's the other part of that. <laughs> Unless they give him all of the money, which is like also like gold. This match is worth twenty million bucks. Uh, Goldberg's gonna get nineteen million and uh, five hundred. Well, that's still five hundred k. Yeah, I, that's actually not bad. Hey man, I'm with you. I, that's not like bad. Like if I got five hundred dollars out of it, I'd be shocked. But yeah, no, that's okay. for me. <laughs> like, but yeah, I don't. All right, well, great answer, buddy. You know, I always say the best answer in radio is I don't know. Because then the audience, they also don't know, and they go away dumber. I do know he doesn't belong. I say, I say, I say, I take the opposite side of this. I say you got to put him in. Because he injured Bret Hart? Do you hate because Bret Hart, Because he has Hart, pecs Katie? that, that, that arouse her. Well, Katie, Katie is a. She sees these wrestlers as sexual beef. She doesn't even care. <laughs> oh, sexual beef! That would be a great gimmick. <laughs> oh, yes. There we. I mean, I love this. Well, that's. A, that's I, I will be sexual beef's tag team partner. Sexual loaf. There we go. Uh, that'll be hot. <laughs> All right. We also we have Oscar versus Sasha. I want Oscar to never ever ever lose. Ever. I want Oscar to just consistently be whatever whatever belt she wants. Give her the freaking intercontinental title. I swear to God, this woman could wrestle intergender no freaking problem. I look. I am one. I couldn't be more on board with that sentiment. Yeah. Give her all the belts. I I love. I think literally everything she does. Just smiley, dancey, loud, and then she will murder you. She will murder you oh, with her she wrestling. She is so good, so entertaining. Just she's checks. so good. Do you think that's possible? I mean, WWE does seem to be like dipping the toe into intergender wrestling. Do you think that it's possible that at some point in the future, Asuka becomes the IC uh, champion? I, I love the idea of this. Okay, so this is the other question, I guess. Does the IC title have to be a men's belt? Or could could no. they do these things now where they make championships um, more make it more fluid? So some, and then the other question is: If a woman does win the IC t- championship, does she have to wrestle women, or can it be both? I love the idea of them just like totally going fluid with the belts, completely opening it up. Obviously, size matters. So like, you know, Bailey versus Braun is never that just doesn't make sense, right? But someone like Oscar versus. Um, Sami Zayn, someone like Asuka versus um, even, I'm trying to think, Asuka, Asuka versus any um, lower weight men who, you know, could possibly be intercontinental champion. Like the guys on the 205 Live roster. 205 like Live, whatever. Like those belts, all everything could be fluid. And then when it comes to like, you know, universal championship and stuff, if someone does, if someone like, let's say Dolph does uh, end up winning a championship, let's say he does end up drew, beating Drew McIntyre, I think Nia Jax could beat the hell out of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, and I think they tiptoed, they tiptoed around a Nia Jax story, intergender, intergender match, bit, yeah. like a story with Dolph. Right? Uh, I thought she beat, uh, I thought it was Ambrose. Ambrose. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a while ago. It was before Dean she Ambrose, got. Ambrose, John Moxley. Yeah, it was before she got injured. And she yeah. she dropped in on a men's Royal Rumble, I think, a couple years I ago. I think she was in. And like yeah. the whole place popped. I think, look, I love the idea of WWE flirting with like a fluidity, fluid, fluidity. That's the word, right? With the belts. I love this idea. You however, nailed it. You nailed it. You're thinking it. for two. It's I'm okay. I'm thinking for two. Um, however, <laughs> WWE just a few years ago ditched the Divas belt. So I feel like we've got some time for them to really lean into uh, lean into uh, in more intergender matches. I'm, I'm okay with the tiptoeing. We're tiptoeing into it. Sure. We're getting, we're getting the... We're getting the like the 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 real manly men used to seeing women kicking ass a little more as opposed to we're seeing less brawn panties matches. So we're we're on the right track. Yeah. Yep. So I feel it's unfortunate, like- but we are on the right track. I mean, it's <laughs> not like they're wearing. It's not like they're wearing. Um, you know, hazmat suits. No. They're still very. It's mm. beautiful, unless and they, I love unless that. Unless they go to Saudi Arabia, in which God for oh, I God. feel terrible. They just put them <gasps> in t-shirt dresses. What? <laughs> that was I'm so done with the Saudi Arabia contract and I don't think Saudi Arabia is very happy because I have a feeling they didn't know that Americans age 
when they book Goldberg and Undertaker, when they book like Shawn Michaels and they're like, where is his hair? And they're like, yeah, that was 30 years ago when he was in his prime, 25 years ago. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Asuka wins it all, uh, should never lose. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I want Nikki Cross to win because Nikki Cross's character is like, she's just too much of a delight. And uh, she, I just want to have, I just want her to be my friend and drink brews with her. I think that could be, uh, that'd be a definitely an entertaining evening. Oh, it would be amazing, but I think Bailey will probably end up winning. For some reason, Bailey is like, Vince loves Bailey and Sasha. He loves those two. I think it's the mom hair on Bailey right now. I think that's. that's you know what I like about her? And this is, Katie, I want to hear your thoughts on this. If Bailey, she's a heel, right? She needs to go, she needs to go full Karen. I want her, because we also have like the match, we have the MVP um, Apollo Crews match. I want Bailey to call the police on it. Like, I want Bailey to, like, stand. I want her to be in the back and be like, there's two I black guarantee, guys beating the hell out of each other. I you that this idea has been pitched in the writer's room. I swear. I, I think it's a great idea. So I, I don't think it has oh. because we haven't seen it on TV. That's the only reason I think that it has not been pitched. This idea is straight to the top. I think Karen, someone. Karen Bailey, Bailey Karen, calling the police on all of the black wrestlers really make her hated. Uh, it would be, it would, it would totally, it, everyone would despise her. I could literally see someone mentioning this in the writer's room and then someone else grabbing him and be like, hey man, sh- shut up. <laughs> if Vince hears this, there's no way that is not making it to TV. That's why I'm shut Vince's number up. one writer and you're not. <laughs> yep, well, sorry. You're fired. Yeah, that's fair. I... 100 okay yeah no he's he's right it hasn't been pitched in the writer's room because it hasn't happened but that would and we all know that wrestling loves to reflect modern or current events so i'm just waiting yes they do (laughs) just waiting for a bad decision her finisher could be pulling a cell phone out of her panties (laughs) out of her uh whatever you call the shorts or whatever the hell what do you call them you call them panties when you're tights okay thank you tyler tyler doesn't wear panties he wears tights well i mean yeah, trunks. Finish in, your in the thought. ring. In the trunks. ring. It's a finish your thought. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I could just see her finisher being like, call, taking out her cell phone, calling nine one one, and just be like, arrest this woman. She's trying to beat me up, and vice versa. And just like constantly call the police on people. It's the Karen of pro wrestling. It's the greatest finisher of all time. She's using systematic racism, systematic law enforcement abuse as her finisher. This is the most powerful idea of all time. So note or add on to this. Uh, no one pitched this in the writer's room either. You would have to resurrect the general merit, uh, general manager position, so then she should constantly be complaining to the manager. Boom. It, it all, it's all a very yeah. racist story. It's there. Katie it's absolutely despises this idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Katie, why do you hate the idea so much? Look, it's not that I hate the idea. I just think sometimes uh, wrestling, specifically WWE, doesn't make the best choices when it comes to storytelling no. to reflect uh, <laughs> maybe the better choices that could have been made. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seeing. Uh, we're seeing more stereotypes perpetuated as opposed to what you could be doing. She has the Karen haircut already. She she's does. a little bit. She does look like she's about to talk. To, she wants to speak to that she's manager. She's at Applebee's and her order is not ready. And she it is not she ready. needs to talk to the manager. One hundred. Also, you have to tell me if you're going to get rid of the artichoke dip on the appetizer sampler. You did not tell me that you don't have the artichoke dip. I specifically get the appetizer sampler to dip everything into the artichoke dip. So frankly, I would like a free artichoke dip. I want my money back. We no longer carry the art. (laughs) I want the art. Anyway. So speaking of something impossible, much like getting something free from Applebee's, I just want to talk about this Seth Rollins-Rey Mysterio match. Rey Mysterio, first of all, apparently not officially under contract, but Vince just trusts he's going to show up, and I think that he will. Obviously, Rey Mysterio is one of the the greatest company guys of all time. He's going to get a paycheck. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get paid as well deserved. He deserves whatever it is. I say double it when it comes to Ray, because that man has done everything over the past oh, what two and a half decades that yep. you can't even fathom doing in the ring. Ray Mysterio, Seth Rollins, speaking of not fathoming, are now in an eye for an eye match where the WWE is stressing that the eyeball, one eyeball, must be pulled from the socket 
and basically has to be hanging down like there's some kind of Chernobyl uh, character, like there's some kind of bizarre Halloween mask sold at, at Spencer's Gifts. Um, just I want to hear from both of you guys. How the hell is this going to happen? How how do you do this? Is there any, like I'm talking like from, you know, you guys know more of the background of wrestling and stuff. It, how do you, how do you pull a stunt like this off. I just picture whenever whenever you you describe the match, I picture those googly eyes with the spring loaded. Yeah, eyeballs. that's what I'm thinking. Like, is somebody just gonna be like put their hand up to their eye and then like pull out like a bunch of fake like chicken guts or and something? And a golf ball, something. And a like golf that. ball, yeah, with an yeah. eyeball painted I on mean, it. I mean, we touched on this a little bit last week. I just don't think the storyline fits either of their characters. Like, it's just a weird. I feel like it's force fed to fit like the rest of the show that has like. Every match has some sort of stipulation. Okay, fine. But, like, it just doesn't... This one just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. How do you... I'm te- like, just technically, Tyler, as a pro wrestler, mm. how do you do this? How do you, has how this do you been rip done before? someone's eyeball out? I mean... Without ripping their eyeball out. Okay, well, now you're throwing a, a wrench into the works there, Ben. Uh, you can't say, really do it. Say, it's still wrestling. Uh, you tell that to Vader and Stan Hansen. And, that was an accident. But it happened. <laughs> it did so happen. Vader finished the match. Yeah. So, so really, I think if Stan Hansen was the guest referee in this match, I think, like I think, would really be losing an eye. I'm suspecting that at least parts of this match will also be uh, the uh, cinematic, theatrical, yeah, fi- so pre-filmed. What, what I'm what I'm really banking on is. I'm talking top quality, top quality, sci-fi channel level, CGI. Oh my God. Where it looks like it was done on PlayStation 2 and then (laughs) one of the eyes will just come out. Okay, this is where I draw the line. Or Tom Savini is going to make Mysterio's mask for the evening and it will just have a removable eye. Well, that is a great point. Does Mysterio just have a mask that hides an eyeball or does he have a fake eye do we know do either of these wrestlers have fake eyeballs to begin with we all have fake eyes ben no we don't all have fake eyes <laughs> no, you, I mean, wrestlers, all wrestlers all wrestlers have fake eyes well, everyone that, knows that may, do does seth have, have a fake eye we don't know about is this like a grandpa trick brought to the next level when my grandfather used to take out his dentures and i was like how the hell do you do that and i kept on trying to pull my own teeth out yeah that i've also it's a classic bit. It's a classic I, he, I grandfather think, bit. I, I think he has a point, though. I think the mask will come into play here. And to be honest, I completely forgot that he wears a mask. I don't know why. But <laughs> I absolutely, obviously, the mask will come into play here. But I, I, yeah, I do wonder if it'll be like a, we'll just see like a bloody mask thing. And then we'll just assume that it's popped out. Yeah. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. No, I no, no. I need to see an eyeball. You need, you I'm need. I'm not going to. I'm not. It's an eye for an eye man. I'm not going to assume that he lost an eye. I need to see an eyeball, and then I need to see an entire three month storyline about reconstructive surgery. I mean, like when Kane had his had his voice box. When back. Kane had his voice box. I mean, I understand AJ Styles was buried theoretically dead, but I can also understand people got him out of the grave kind of quick, right? You can live doing that. But when it comes to this eye for an eye match, if this Sunday one of them loses an eye and this Monday the eye is back, I'm going to shoot somebody. I feel like maybe that might be an overreaction. <laughs> it is an overreaction. It is an overreaction. But Katie, how am I supposed to follow think, along look, if if there's an eye? If, if you're taking somebody's if, eye if out. If we're talking character, right? We're talking characters. 
uh, obviously both beloved characters, I would say Rey Mysterio more than Seth Rollins. But if we're, it's, I feel like it'll get so violent using air quotes. It'll get so violent that one of them has to like back up and say, you know what? This isn't for me. I've got Ray. Ray's got his kid in the back. He's got his whole storyline. He's coming towards the end of his career. Maybe it could go that way. I don't know. If I don't, if they end this like Hell in a Cell with a disqualification in a match that down. has no, I promise you, you will be let down. <laughs> it's either going to be like a like flu bird epidemic, whatever that. Once again, swine flu. No, the uh, bird the, flu. The, the the terrible movie with the graphics of which I was referring to earlier. Um, it's one of the worst movies of all time. Coronavirus course, uh, escapes me. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> sure. Corona birds. Uh, so it's going. So you're expecting. If I see CGI, I'm not going to be happy. So I. I don't believe I don't that think CGI. Be happy either way. If they can, <laughs> I, know. No, I know they're not going to take each other's eyes out. I understand that. Well, then but they I don't need to see. It, I need to see some tangible, very well thought out. They need no. to get as as Your Tyler mentioned, a Tom Savini type WWE yeah. show. You're it's already a, too it's high. It's an eye for an eye match. The, the my match, bar is the, at what they said. The match. My my yeah, bar is at taking an eye out of somebody's head. That's what they said they're going to do. How how is my bar too high? That's the name bar's of the match. Because it's WWE. That's why. That's why your bar's too high. Bar's too high. You're expecting them to pay off the thing that they said. I'm, I'm fully expecting either, like I said, terrible CGI or the match, like Katie said, is going to be like the Hell in a Cell situation. Uh. Like, oh, he's going to gouge his eye out. We should call for the bell. That's how you win the match. Yeah, but shut up. Well, Just yeah. call for the Yeah. To all previous points, Ray is going to lose this match, and then how they're going to do this is cover up one of his eyes in the mask for Monday, and they're going to pretend like he lost his eye. That's the only thing that I can see happening. Or Seth loses and they transition him into a uh, sick ass solid snake gimmick because then he'll have an eye patch. I will say, Seth Seth's character with an eye patch is kind of badass. It's a little snake. Yeah, that's it's true. It's a little sca- escape from uh, Orlando, Florida. Escape yeah. from L.A. Escape from New uh, Escape from New York. Very Kurt Russell. Yeah. Is that sexy pirate Seth Rollins? It could be. Uh, yeah, right by his sidekick, sexual loaf. <laughs> um. Good. Okay. All right, so we'll see what the hell we happens with have, that. We also have Kevin Owens and Murphy that are running interference in their storylines, it seems, periodically right. throughout. On each so side. there could be something there, too. I don't know. There could be something there. Kevin Owens, again, just absolutely phenomenal. And Murphy has come across, or he has really come of age uh, this year. It's been a good year for Murphy. He finally uh, hit puberty. He finally hit puberty good. in the wrestling business in the eyes of WWE fans. He's finally out there. Um, getting a big push. Obviously, Seth Rollins has helped him quite a bit with that. And KO is really a company man forever. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. All right. So we will see what happens there. And then just lastly, the match I want to talk about. This is another angle that Katie and I have not been thrilled with. And the WWE is now taking this, uh, I guess, trash-tastic angle to even a dirtier level. We have a bar fight with Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. So Jeff Hardy, obviously, for those that uh, don't know, has had this angle. He's... He has personal life struggles, and everyone has those. So, again, we don't judge him for that, especially in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, you think you're going to get into alcohol after you've broken your back literally for 25 years? Yeah, maybe a little whiskey is in your future. Um, So they have this angle where he's, you know, recovering and all this stuff. You know, it ends, Seamus at one point got piss uh, from a urine test thrown on his face. Now they're doing a bar fight. I would, I would put I would put the piss the piss angle at like maybe one of the lower, and the bar's quite high again, but maybe one of the worst <laughs> angles they've ever done. Well, this is interesting because we obviously have a large uh, um, a large sample size of what bar fights are. Obviously, uh, we spoke about uh, an individual who has been, uh, you know, had who had certain revelations about them. Um, but bar wrestling come out. But bar wrestling was very famous. We had our friend uh, Casanova Valentine who wrestles in bars. He's a, he's a great guy. Uh, he does a lot of the extreme bar wrestling and like there's a lot of blood, a lot of guts. It's pretty fun. Uh, I'm sure some people are disgusted by it, but that's kind of the whole point. Does this match really reflect positively on that style of wrestling? Do you think they actually go there? 
Um, are they able to go there, or is this going to be what this storyline has been, which kind of disappointing? I wanted Jeff Hardy to win. Otherwise, the redemption arc doesn't work. And if Jeff Hardy doesn't win this match, I really hope he just goes over to AEW. I feel there's got to be something more to what's happening politically with his storyline. Like, there has to be more that we don't know, that the outside world doesn't know. Because, like, thus far, this has been nothing but bad story choice after bad story choice. Just it really has. highlighting all of the bad story choices. Man. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, as a pro wrestler, Tyler, do you see someone like Jeff Hardy who has been just... I mean, some of the greatest matches in all of wrestling history. I mean, those those tag uh, title matches. Uh, I mean, Christian Edge and the Dudleys and uh, in the Hardys. You can still watch that and you'll just be like, holy crap, those people are alive? Like, I, I don't know. What do you think? Are they treating him well enough in WWE? I'm assuming this wouldn't be happening if he didn't agree to it on some level. Granted, it may be begrudging. Cause like, sure. What I mean, you want to work. He has yeah, to work. Like, He's got a family. I I, He's like Heath Slater. I got kids. But I, I don't know, man. This whole this whole jam kind of, yeah. Just, I, I, I do not find it in particularly good taste. When does wrestling become too on the nose? I think this is this, a fairly this good, is example a good example of, of it. I said mostly, and if it had been like a few years on, and I know that he's been okay for a little bit, but like if, and he agreed, like I said, he had to have agreed to it. Of course. In some, on some level, but like to me, this is like, oh, if you had given it longer since Mm -hmm. the last time anything happened and you were like, oh, well, you're doing, you're doing fine. And then you're like, he's on a bit of a losing streak. It's like, oh, there's a different way to do it at a different time where it wouldn't feel as gross and i think also maybe with everything that's gone on recently too just people are like a lot more on the lookout for like oh that seems gross you probably shouldn't you probably not a way to go right and yet they've persisted um yeah it feels a little on the nose especially i think part of me thinks that someone pitched this so they could use the throwaway lines like but Jeff, you ain't just gonna beat me. You gotta. You'll also be fighting your demons. Right. And that accent work is terrible, and I apologize. No, but it like than mine. literally wouldn't surprise me if it was like a, we're doing this so we can do this. Oh, and don't worry, Vince. Someone will throw pee on someone, and he was like, <laughs> Yes, goddamn. Pal. And, 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 then, and then and then follow it with the cliche like, I'm gonna kick the piss out of you. Oh, got him. Yep. Of course. Better be pissed off than pissed on. Well, it depends on who you ask. But you could actually do both. But um, I don't even have a problem with the storyline if they attached it to somebody different, I guess. It's it's a rehab, rehabilitation storyline. I mean, the piss thing is a whole nother. It's like, all right, I don't know. But like the fact that it is Jeff, yeah, I'm with you guys. I just think it's two on the nose, and I feel like if he doesn't win this match, especially and Sheamus he... is also not a wrestler that when you lose to, and I'm not even dissing on Sheamus, I'm just saying, like, Sheamus is not a wrestler that if you lose to, it's still an honor to be in the ring with him. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's a great wrestler. Yeah. Not but it's not like, oh, da- like if you lose to, you know, John Cena or Randy Orton right. and you put on a hell of a match, like what with Edge's career, he, 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 his last match was on his back. That's how it's supposed to go. And what a great way to end it with Randy Orton pinning you. That's a, that's a, that's a compliment. But when it comes to Sheamus, it's like Jeff Hardy is more iconic than him Easily. and he should just beat him. Yeah. Seamus is getting more out of this than Jeff Hardy. I agree. So if if Jeff loses, I don't know what his contract looks like, but I would love to go see him in AEW and just see what Jeff can do if he truly got to be in the same locker room as Darby Allen. If he could, if if Darby can take like one tenth of the intelligence of Jeff Hardy from in ring, Darby Allen is going to be. I think he wants to be the next Jeff Hardy, but he will be. And I mean, I think he's incredible. So. Yeah, Darby's great, and yeah, insane. Is it even if they, if that's a story or not? Like even if they never did a match, but like almost like a mentor sort of thing that with Darby and Jeff, if that ever oh, happened, that could be that'd cool. Be, that'd be great. Eventually, you would still like to see the the payoff to like someone actually probably dying in the match because of him. well oh my god if that, darby allen i don't even think that it should be legal for jeff hardy and darby allen to yes and each other in a wrestling match Katie, <laughs> no. that would lead to like that would lead to that would, that would lead to an eye I for an feel. eye match 
Yeah. Like accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Like a real one. Yeah. 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 I think right. I, 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 my heart, my, my gut is telling me that there is going to be a moment in this match where, uh, where, where Seamus holds up a bottle of Jack Daniels or whatever. Oh, of course. And oh, says, yeah, like, definitely oh, all oh, do you want to do this? Glug, glug, glug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like taunts. Like, it's just, it's, oh, it's so. Ugh, See it's how so masculine easy. I like, am. It's, so, it's not even like creative. You're right. you're just oh. like, ugh. No. Yeah, uh, you're right. I and you know maybe Jeff will grab it, smash it on his head. Minute, and all that. He's stuff. gonna pause. He's gonna think about it. And he's gonna be like, ah, oh, I can't do it. The worst possible outcome. I'm just gonna say this. The worst possible outcome is if they air quotes half hearty relapse. And then the next month he has to fake being drunk every every Monday Night Raw. That would be the worst, and I could see it happening. Uh, I'm, I, again, I'm holding out zero yet, that's, for them doing this correctly. Yeah, I. So if they make him Sheamus fake relapse, winning I, would not surprise me once no, again he's because won every of the subver- damn time because of the subversion of expectation. Oh, anyway, so check, I'm actually excited. I'm a horror movie fan. That's why we had Tyler Bateman in here. He's a horrific character. Make sure you check out Ring of Honor. It is on like constantly. It is like just, if you have slang, I just watch it all the time. Three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's on 8 p.m. I don't know, um, but I also have it recorded. So, of course, if you have slang, just hit that little record button and you can watch all of the Ring of Honor, um, all of the episodes. And what you all are doing is super cool. I know there's been a bit of a shakeup over there. Um, but anything, Tyler, that you want to just tell us as far as what Ring of Honor is up to and uh, any any interesting character insight for you or anything you want to discuss and, and let the audience know about? Uh, I think I'd like to take a moment to like point out that Ring of Honor, uh, it does occasionally catch some flack because it's owned by Sinclair, which... Is what that, it is. Yeah, that is what it is. The company itself, Ring of Honor, treats all of us wonderfully. Like, I haven't had any issues since all this terrible business started. Like, they've they've been great. They're, we stay in contact. Every few weeks we do, like, a big town hall type thing awesome uh and so and if you want to see what uh, your ring of favorite ring of honor stars are doing like go to their twitter which will lead you to the youtube and a lot of us have been doing like a ring of honor day by day so you can keep up with like what's brody king cooking or like how does vincent organize his sock drawer i love it and then yeah you can really get some insight into what these wrestlers eat, which is my favorite thing to do on Instagram. Otis, my man, working man Otis, uh, who may cash in the money in the bank, by the way. He could be Universal Champion after the horror show, and I'm kind of fine with it. I'm fine with him I would love to whatever. see him. I would, lo- I, would, I would love to see that. Yeah, I would love it. It would be like the fattest champions ever. He and Keith Lee would just be like, WWE is like, we're going chunky. What if and he catches in it. during the swamp fight? Like he comes in with like the, the arm waiters, like the floaties. Oh my God, that could be the cameo we all need. Yep. That's very possible. Um, all right, well, let's do this week's match from the past. Katie, what is this week's match from the past? Because Jericho was such a breakout star this week, the demo god over at AEW. <laughs> so stupid. I love I it. I love it. I love it so much. I'm he- I'm here for all the yelling. I'm here for the yelling. The constant yelling. The last hour of AEW this week was just yelling. Uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega at New Japan, uh, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12. Awesome. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Let's take a listen to some of the action. This time of the show, whoever challenges me comes out and introduces themselves. So I welcome you. Please come out and introduce yourself. And I know... Kenny Omega. 
Let's see who's really the best. Bitch. Chris Jericho, what kind of strings did you pull to make this happen? And when it was pitched to me, it was almost like, hey, you should have a match against Kenny Omega. <laughs> and I didn't laugh. Because I am the best in the world. Chris Jericho, you very, very well be the best of all time, but you're not the best at the moment. You never had a six-star match. Heck, I don't even know if you've had a five. I don't think so. I don't think so. People like us, we never existed in your world. Now, you seek us out. Wow. Congratulations, Kenny, on another great match. But are you ready for your greatest match? Because I'm going to beat the hell out of you. All right, there it was, folks. Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. By the way, just a little side note on Kenny Omega. Some people have been wondering what's he doing with AEW or what is AEW rather doing with him. They have sort of acknowledged that he isn't getting as much of a push as people were sort of expecting. But the point of that is, according to them, to it's very similar to what Cody is doing, kind of bring up the younger talent, expose the younger talent, and, and show them uh, to the world. So that's kind of what Kenny's role is as well right now in AEW. But I'm excited for him to get back to singles I, I want him to get some new gear. That's my only note. Yeah. Come on, Kenny. You just we want different you, gear? We just want we just want some new pants. Let's get you some new pants. All right, I can get I'll send him some new pants. I'm sure he'd love that coming from a huge three six foot seven, three hundred pounder. Here are some new pants, Kenny. Let's get you some All new right, pants. everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a uh, fine week. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.